This week's edition of This Is A Podcast is brought to you by the lingering thought of Easter. You mean like how it's been a few weeks and now I can go to like CVS and Rite Aid and get like Easter candy for 75% off? Like not the good shit, like not the chocolate like or Cadbury eggs, but like Peeps and Peep flavored Pepsi for some reason? Peep, that sounds gross. <laughs> Pepsi Pepsi went all in. Pepsi became Peepsy for a minute. Like they were like, Peeps. we got Peep flavored Pepsi kids. I don't understand the hatred for Peeps, by the way. I like Peeps. They're not my first Easter candy. They're just fucking marshmallows. Peepsy, a pervert's favorite candy. <laughs> can can old Ron, can he still see? Oh, he's a peeping Tom. They call him Peepsy around these parts. He can still, yeah. But H- hide your kids, hide your wife. On a serious note, as your history books conveniently forgot, you know, we we talked about how Abraham Lincoln was the first vampire hunter. True story. True story. And now Jesus Christ. Harriet Tubman drove trains underground. Did you know that? Be careful what you say here. (laughs) She drove trains underground. Did you know that? (laughs) She was a conductor. I don't, I don't, I mean, she drove the first train on the ground. That just means, man, they were going wild on her butthole. And you uh, say for me to watch what I'm going to say? Hey, man, they were I, I, they were on the ground. No one was watching. You telling me they didn't stop for five seconds. It was like, yo, let's get this quick orgy in. As you were, as the trains of thought, like the trains of thought thesis, as the spools of thought were rolling in my head as you were speaking, I'm like, I said the word train and Harriet Tubman. He's going to make a running train joke, (laughs) but does he understand what he's about to say? Like, I I got yelled at. I'm all for their freedom, you know, but also they got needs, Thomas. Wait, did you assume I was going to make a joke that was anti-slave freedom? Yes, you seem like the type. (laughs) What type is that? I don't know, the capital stormer. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me what we know about the vampire hunting and the underground orgies, please. Abraham Lincoln, first vampire hunter. Harriet Tubman, first first lady to lead people to freedom and also have... Yeah, first... (laughs) First underground OnlyFans account, and uh, Jesus Christ, the first zombie. What? How? He did. He, he rose did from you... the dead. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but Viagra makes my dick rise from the dead. Are you calling my dick a zombie? Yeah, because I mean, no one wants to be around it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if we had a blue chew spot right there? And I'm like, you know what? Also, is not dead because of blue chew. My dick. <laughs> Available at BlueChew.com slash T-I-A-P. One day. And we're putting all our hopes and dreams into it. That's all. I'm just going to I'm gonna do it for free until they pay us for it. Because that seems like the right way to do it. You you pop a BlueChew and then you go support some Peepsy. <laughs> Don't support Peepsy. Don't. It's just it's him and Jared Fogle. Don't support either of oh, them. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, a turn. You mean zombie Christ. Oh. <laughs> and on with the show. If you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this tune. This is a podcast and this is the theme song to the podcast called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And yo, 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 it's Jonathan Rodriguez. What the? F- are you dropping a mixtape in 2008? Yeah. 
Oh, really? Did you figure? Yeah. If you figured out time travel, like right now, would you go release like Heartbreak Drake in two thousand eight? Uh, I don't know if I'd release Drake music. I'd I'd release like shitty music that no one cared about then and still doesn't care about now. <laughs> you have that's like <laughs> I don't. That's like if I had the ability to go back in time, I'd invest money in Zune as opposed to like Apple. Like, like why? Honestly, if I if I had the time to go back, like uh, the, the one focus I would make is uh, go back to all of my sexual relationships and make sure I come quicker. <laughs> <laughs> not hit it one more time just yeah. disappoint them further yeah. <laughs> i feel so did you ever see that movie yesterday the beatles movie yeah yeah okay that happens tomorrow do you like it doesn't have to be the beatles like pick an artist that you know like almost all of their songs uh 50 cent why not okay, okay. so do i have to shoot myself nine times because that might be a deal breaker no 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 like you just got because like 50 cents music is well, his early music is great yeah. So I I think the fact that like in 2005, like the street cred of getting shot nine times was a requirement, but like in 2021, it's not because then you can just you literally you can drop fucking hum it's a but the and I went up with the uh and then it's a it's it's viral. Um, yeah. so Actually, you, you know what? Never mind that. I'm going Eminem. All right. So you so if Eminem vanished today, no one knew yeah. who Eminem is. You would destroy the only. First of all, you're destroying the only credibility white people have in hip hop. Yep. And I'm going to rap from the perspective of a white person like he does. So I'm just going to pretend like I'm white. (laughs) Yeah, but also, okay. But then also a lot of his songs are about like Kim. Yeah. What happens to those songs? You don't have a Kim. Oh, I just changed the name to Thomas. So I'm your your ex-girlfriend. You're my baby mama. (laughs) (laughs) I think. So you'd do it. Like you'd, you'd and oh, Haley would become uh, Thomas Jr. <laughs> so not only did we have a child together, I got to name it after me. Listen, honestly, that's not the worst. That's not the worst day, thing in the world. My baby's father is my best friend, right? I get. I don't have... know if we're best friends in this scenario. Well, no, because because it, it would be like because here's the thing in, in the movie yesterday, it he went to sleep and it woke up and it was ha- it was gone. So his life was exactly the same. Yeah. Except the Beatles didn't exist. So like. Your life, you wake up tomorrow, there's no Eminem. So your life is exactly the same. There's just no such thing as Eminem. Okay. So, like, do you just do, like, do you just become Slim Shady? I mean, if my life is going to be the same, then I'm going Beyonce. Also, also, like, Eminem's a risky one in 2021. Yeah, gets you canceled. Yeah, because, like, you can maybe drop Stan, and that that shit would get, like, critical acclaim. But if you drop, like, real Slim Shady, first of all, everyone's like... Because you a lot of his music is reactionary, right? Yeah. The real Slim Shady is about imitations of him as a white rapper popping up after prominence and, like, basically studios trying to create a him for them. My, and, my favorite thing about Eminem of all time is how hypocritical he is because he made a whole career on, like... Being like, hey, I'm going to call this person out because it'll get fucking views, right? And then when people call him out, he's so fucking baffled. I think, okay, yes and no. So I think that's indicative of age. So I think when you're 22, 23, 24, and you are trying to make a name, and you have to be controversial for this, because that's what got him famous, is his, his controversial nature. And I think... Now that he's no longer that person, he's confused when people call him out and 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 off put by it because he's like, 
I'm fucking 45. I don't make that music anymore. That's not who I am. Yeah, Why are but you the, the people he were the people he were he was calling out at the time, like they they never wanted to be, you know what I mean? Like in there, they were. The problem is that Eminem matured very slowly. Yeah. Let's be honest. He did. And he, and, he also attacked easy targets. Yeah. In his early career, like, but but then also on the flip side of that, like he attacked easy targets like ICP, Mariah Carey, um, fucking Moby, Opie and, and Anthony. Let, let's be honest, Mariah Carey, she won that battle. No matter what you say, Heart, the warning is a supremely better reaction. Okay, to, you can that. say that all you want, but it's like the the Drake scenario, right? When Drake released back to back, no matter how you felt about the song, it was a number one hit. It was played everywhere. Drake won. Mariah Carey obsessed number one hit yeah but, everywhere. but do we no one play the warning so we consider but see that's that's a that's to me a stupid answer that's the equivalent and that's not saying you're stupid but that reasoning is flawed because that's the equivalent of saying well drake is rich more rich than person a so his beefs will always be a win for him because he is more famous. He has more money, I mean, and his music it, will always get more it, play. In a sense, it's true, right? When Drake and Pusha T were beefing, Pusha T had had Pusha T dropped a song, which he released information about Drake hiding a child. He got really personal with Drake and made Drake to admit to a lot of things, right? Yeah. But you still have Drake fans who are like, Drake won that feud because Drake is the bigger artist, right? But that's Drake fans versus fans of the of hip hop as a genre. Yeah, but you got to think it's different. And, in this day and age, Drake fans are hip hop. Like you know, Drake runs hip hop. Yeah, but again, I think I don't know. I I feel like that logic train is flawed because fame doesn't equate superiority to somebody. It's a superiority in any way. Yeah. So if yes, Drake is more famous, thusly Drake has more fans. That 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 creates a train of logic that Drake will always win and can almost do no I mean, wrong, which I, I feel bring- like. It, it isn't it isn't a safe area to be in but at all it, it all spreads by word of mouth right let's say you and i got into a fight right let's say i punched you in the face and everyone saw me punch you in the face right. but you hit me back 10 times harder and no one saw it mm-hmm. they're gonna go around talking about how i punched you in the face and they're never gonna mention what you did because no one saw it right but the but that, i think that's different i think it's the equivalent of you punching me in the face in front of a hundred people and me punching you in the face harder in front of 10 people you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I mean, those, like those, those ten people, are like no, no, no. Like I saw, or no, ten people that were also at the first punch. You know what I mean? So a hundred people see you punch me, and then ninety people leave, and then I get up and I hit you harder. Yeah. And then those ten people see it. It's like yeah, like those ten people, the people who saw both things, are the only people, in my opinion, in my estimation, who have any say in victory or defeat at yeah, a personal you can, level you can say that but it, yeah. and when you're feuding publicly the winner is not determined by actual facts it's not determined by what you did what i did it's determined by what the public says so if 100 people if 90 people are going around saying i hit you and i won and 10 people are saying well no thomas did this the 90 people are going to outweigh therefore in the public's eye i won you know right but then like the court of again the, that that doesn't always that doesn't hold true in everything right the train of logic doesn't hold true you have things like presidential elections no no i'm saying when you're feuding publicly like as a celebrity and- when you when you're doing presidential things that's a lot different you know what i mean that's like because you can win a matter pop- you can win a pop you can win a popular vote which means more people like you and more people will side with you but you can still lose the election but that that's because in the presidential election was designed for those 10 people you know what i mean 
I mean, where, whereas uh, the fucking like feuding publicly is not feuding publicly is like majority say. I don't, it's okay, I don't know. It is. And I think when you get like, those are the people who are in Facebook, com- like the, but see, those are also the same celebrities who I, who I despise. I don't listen. I'm not saying Drake makes bad music. Drake hasn't made a good album in my opinion since like what, like fucking uh, the best I ever had like that album. Oh no. Hard disagree. Like I, every, like I don't like radio poppy music for the most Drake's, part. Drake's Drake last good poppy. album to me was nothing was the same. Actually. No, it was that, that, uh, is that the one where he's sitting on top of like the Seattle, no. Like, which one is that? That's Views. Did I like that one? No, I didn't like that one. Joe Budden if also you, hated that one. If people. you're reading the, I mean, if you're taking your advice from yeah. Joe Budden, you <laughs> lost already. If, if you're reading this, it's too late. I think it's that's, the last one. I like, that's maybe. the last really good Drake yeah. album, in my opinion. I, I don't like, I don't like that transition he made into. Which again, I, I, I'm not sitting here saying I fault him for doing it. Yeah, because I don't make your money. But for me, as a creative. And I think like my content all over the place, especially here on this pod, is indicative of that. Where could you and I create a podcast that is much more palatable for the public that would get us more recognition? 110%. We could have a podcast that is topical. We could have a podcast that is, oh, it's it's this thing every week. That How much ugly- more topical can we be? We just talked about zombie Jesus two weeks late. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're hitting it right on the nose right now. Dog. Like, like when I started doing well on TikTok, people were like, you should do a kink podcast because all your followers would listen to that. And the thing is, with all due respect, I don't give a fuck what you would listen to. Like, I, I'm like, I want this podcast to be what it is because it's what I enjoy doing. I get to have a conversation with my friend every week and bullshit and laugh and get to show other people you with my content on TikTok. People are like, wow, I like if they see me like bitch at TikTok, like, wow, another one of these videos unfollow. I'm like, all right, cool. Like not an airport. Like no need to announce your departure. Just go. Ooh, like, I, I, I like love, that. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> not an airport. No need to announce your departure. You stupid bitches to say that <laughs> airport ain't no need to announce your departure. Just get your ass on out. <laughs> like, hey, I, I do. I want people to to look at my content and say, wow, that's funny or wow, that's enjoyable or wow, that's educational. A hundred percent. But it's also free. So if it's not for you, there's no sweat. Like it's financially, it doesn't affect me. Like if you're on my OnlyFans and you're just like, well, I don't like that peen. Well, then, yeah, it sucks to see you go because, you know what I mean? I want to create things that would make you entice you to stay and make you want to pay money to stay. But TikTok fucking like this podcast, if you're listening, by the way, go on. To, if you're an Apple user, leave us a rating and review on Apple. We're at five stars, but. It could always be better. What's better than five stars? Nothing. But what's better than five stars at 197 reviews? Five stars at a thousand reviews. Yeah, we, we got to get these numbers up because the bigger the numbers get, the more of an ego I can get, you know? And, and, I'm just, and uh, it, to be fair, he has zero percent. So like three percent would be good for his self-esteem. I'm trying to get that Kanye ego. I feel like if I ever Gosh. hit that state, it's like I made it, man. That's the, But if you get a Kanye ego, that would be the last episode. Like we'd have to go oh, yeah. out on that. For sure. Would, I, do like, a, I do a podcast with the Kardashian family. I'm excited for one day, like 20 years from now, the final episode of this. And it's just like a 20 year retrospective. And then it's just like, it's like, a, like the end of an old sitcom. It's like, turn off the lights of the bar, look around. And that was a podcast. And it's just like the final time. What you got? And we just have like Dan play a melancholy. What you guys have just heard. We're just crying what? in the background. <laughs> 
I mean, that's after every podcast. <laughs> that's just realizing the lot we've been handed in life. Every time one of us talks, the other one just mutes their mic and starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> just straight back and forth. <laughs> you might, if you really listen closely, you might hear the sobbing come through. Um, so I was on the internet this morning. Okay. And as I usually am, it's where I, it's where I make my living. I mean, if I'm not masturbating i'm on the internet and sometimes i'm masturbating on the internet onlyfans.com slash thomas jaley um see what i did there quality <laughs> oh. plug you're, you're just you're what, hitting what? it today bro um, hitting the g spots who want to see me hit some g spots <laughs> onlyfans.com slash thomas jaley what what um also next time someone says like the peen isn't working send them a picture of your butthole it'll work 10 out of 10 <laughs> highly recommend. someone told me i was talking to a friend this week and they're just like you should start showing your ass on OnlyFans because, yeah. like, people would dig that. Because you have, like, the – I do have, like, gay followers, gay male followers. And then there's the contingent of, like, women who want to peg guys. And they're just yeah. like yeah. – but I'm like, yeah, but then you understand I'd have to stare at my asshole, right? Like, I have to take and edit that image, and I the have to stare. Hole. Yeah, it's just, I have to stare at my own asshole. And then also, like, I got to prep my asshole for fucking, but, like, prepping me for photography is easy. Like, it's just put on a nice shirt, you know what I mean? Shave a little bit, trim the chest hair. Just get your asshole waxed. You, you, no, I don't want to get it waxed or bleached, because I feel like I'd have to get it bleached, because I have a big butt, and it doesn't see the light of day. So I yeah. feel like it's, like, dark back there. <laughs> Like, it's where and your I, dreams go to die <laughs> my my asshole where my dreams go to die that'd be the great title of like a porn jesus i would watch that my asshole where my dreams go to, i wanted to fall in love and marry someone beautiful but now he's in my asshole my <laughs> asshole where my dreams go to die it's like if herbie fully loaded was an asshole in a horror movie oh god <laughs> <laughs> i'd watch it though i would want to see herbie feel fully loaded still starring Lindsay lohan yeah but now as a horror isn't there an old horror movie where like a car comes to life to um life it's based people? on a stephen king book i believe um it's something Imagine with me scared of a car just go inside <laughs> go, <laughs> Bro, go to a the, top floor like the car can just like run over the building yeah but i mean it's not gonna make it to the top floor yeah but if it like runs through i feel uh, like Christine, other people are gonna Christine's notice at that point yeah but i don't think the car gives a fuck it's a fucking car I mean, like the military doesn't have a just chuck a grenade in that bitch. Game over. I, I, I mean, I feel like we should sit and watch this movie. Lure it to a gas. You station. think they explain the way, like the easy ways to destroy? Like what happens when it runs out of gas? That's it. You just sitting there it's crying done. and you mock it. Uh, let's see. In, this is the synopsis of this movie. In September of 1957, a Chrysler Corporation assembly plant in Detroit, the hood uh, of a newly assembled. Detroit. Red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury slams down without warning and crushes the hand of a line line worker inspecting its front end. Another worker climbs into its seat. Um, and why would the uh, worker climb into its seat after that? I'm <laughs> climbs in to sit. I'm sorry. Behind the wheel, letting the ash from his cigar fall in the front seat. At the end of the shift, the line wor worker notices the car's radio is playing when he opens the door a work the worker's corpse falls out onto the floor holy shit i'm all in this is probably not a good movie because what song was it playing that's the only thing i care about like it had to be a quality <laughs> on, song it was come oh, on Eileen. bro come on i i'm sold on this movie i want the car to win. <laughs> it had to be um <laughs> the the tagline for the movie how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive 
John Carpenter's Christine. I have to watch this. The now. car is named Christine. Yeah, it's based on the the Stephen King book. But could see, have, the problem could have chosen a, a more horrific name. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for the name. Yeah. Like it's probably like someone's wife that died and like possessed oh, the yeah. car. I know it's a Stephen King book. I've never read that one. Um, but now I want to, and it's going to go on my book list. Man. And then I'll, I'll I'll add that with the uh, the OJ book. Oh boy! And then we'll have we'll have a couple of really nice spirited Jesus discussions. <laughs> um. Okay. Have you heard? That Will I Am is selling three hundred dollar smart masks. Uh okay. So it's like digital mask. So like Razor was like the gaming company Razor was doing it first. To be fair, but I'm going after Will I Am right now. Um, Profiting off the hands of a pandemic. That that was my my main point. Yeah. Like, so Will I Am sci fi inspired uh, Zooper with an X, Zooper mask, will set you back a whopping. Th- I, I'm assuming it means it, he wants to say super, but with an X, but that's super. Goddamn autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set you back. I mean, it might be what it's called, which is worse. Like, I want, I want all of the press releases to have had a typo. Yeah. Because that would be more acceptable than calling it a Zooper mask. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this this article is like Will I Am's Zooper mask has a lot of boom boom pow. Oh boy, <laughs> that that dude who wrote that headline or female or non-binary person which it was is a, sitting it was there. A, it was a woman named Kimberly. I just okay. Checked Kimberly and, was and just, her pronouns. She was sitting at her computer all day thinking of the perfect headline for this, and she Let- came up with boom boom pow. She was probably like, "Let's get it started." Will I am's new mask? Um, don't funk with my heart. Funk with my mask. Oh boy. Um, you guys are all two thousand and late because Will I am's new mask is three thousand and eight. Where is the love in my mask? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Um, which is a mind-blowing price tag at first, but once you hear all about its next-level features and the fact that smart masks are still a nascent space, the sticker shock starts to wear off. As mentioned, the Zuper mask will sport non, first of all, non-medical-grade HEPA filters. Okay, also That's seen in red in, flag. Also seen in LG's wearable air purifier masks, dual fans for ventilation. Active noise canceling headphones with Bluetooth 5.0 connectivity, a magnetic earbud docking system, and an LED day glow lights. For just 300? Send me the link. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It looks cool. Yeah. But if you're like, this is cool. If you're like, oh, it's a cosplay thing. Or like, I'm a raver, and this is one of my accessories. Like, not, hey, you know what? The air outside can kill you. And let's make it fun. Yeah, like, well, let's make it enjoyable. Let's fucking, you know, it's like, like this is what his official Supermask Instagram. It seems like it can be charged via USB-C. Well, I am Smart Mask reportedly has a seven-hour battery, quote, it allows you to play music and take calls, has a seal over the nose to keep your glasses from fogging, and makes the wearer look sort of like a sci-fi rhino warrior, says the New York Times. This thing is going to explode and blow up people's mouths. Yeah, like that's, A, that's a fear. B, like, Supermask was designed by a Hollywood costume designer who made the SpaceX suits for Elon Musk. It's made of silicone and athletic mesh. Like, 
for one dollar at most pharmacies, you can get a disposable mask, which are like, according to the everyone, perfectly fine. Honestly, I'm I'm not going towards anything Elon Musk did. The man named his child after a math equation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did get high with Joe Rogan, though. I mean, I don't, I don't care about Joe. Rogan. I, I would, I would slit your throat to go get high with Joe Rogan. Listen, man, I, Joe Rogan seems like not the kind of guy I would be around. He seems. If Joe like, Rogan called me tomorrow and said, "We love your podcast. We love the concept. We don't like that Jonathan guy. Not even like dump him. We need him dead." I'd kill you. That's that's obsessive. Because Joe Rogan got like a fifty million dollar Spotify deal. If Joe Rogan asked me to do, if he asked for our podcast, I just wouldn't do it. I don't like the guy. He seems like a tool. So if Joe, but what what makes him like? What makes him toolish? Uh, just the, the like the shit he endorses, the shit he says. Like what? Give me an example. Let, you can't let, be on this soapbox and right. not give me evidence. Let's find a problematic list of things Joe Rogan has said. Okay, because I've the things I've seen about Joe Rogan. A lot. Of, I think the only first thing of all, that, do you listen to his podcast? I have. I listened to a few episodes. Okay, I that, think that's some, not some of. I think the only problematic thing he has said, and I might be thinking of the wrong person. So, if, Joe, if you're listening, I'm sorry if this wasn't you. Is that he's on the bandwagon of anti-trans in UFC, like um. Uh, that's that's good enough for me not to give a fuck like about men him. who transition uh to female um male to female transitioning and who are in uh female uh weight classes is essentially i think what he is against i don't know the science enough nor do i care enough like if you transition sure you should be in the same rationale if your gender identity is female you use a fucking female bathroom i don't give a fuck who you're fighting um but I think he got into the camp of it's just going to be a bunch of dudes saying that they're women to fight women, um, which is a stupid argument because that's not how that works. It's not what happens. These are people who legitimately are like, no, like I am in the midst of transit. And and that's a fucking I don't know because I don't go through it, but I know a person and was along along the ride. And as much as I was in their life almost every day during their transition and the process that they had to go through in order to like get approved. You know what I mean? It's, it's mentally taxing. There is legitimate, like you have to go see a therapist and you have to go through these processes. Otherwise, like they don't allow it because you have, they have to like get you to grasp the concept of what you're doing and make sure you're of right mind to do it. Um, I don't think there's ever a documented case of like, Someone looking like you or I walking into a women's room and saying, I'm a chick. Show me your vaginas. You know what I mean? I Uh do think he was also, though, he is in the camp of like the people who called out like Carlos Mencia for being a joke thief because Joe Rogan was a comedian before he was fucking Joe Rogan podcast god. Him and Chris Hardwick, pod gods, godcasts. I don't know. Are you still looking for things to say about him and you can't find anything? I mean, I found multiple things what do we find tell me bro like his his whole stance to me right is that he comes across as someone who when he speaks he truly believes that he speaks in facts which is like narcissistic mentality right i mean yes but is if he's presenting facts is it so if he's if he's like the sky is green and i'm right yeah he's a dick but if he's pre- presenting actual fact, 
is it a bad thing? I wonder if they have like a YouTube compilation of shit he said. I have this thing here that says, um, here's the top here are all the times Joe Rogan was the worst on Twitter. Oh, let's let's dive into that. Okay, so a clip from Joey Diaz surfaced in which he admits to coercing female comedians into giving him sexual favor so that they could get on stage, and Rogan laughs. Rogan could have confronted his friend in such a for such a despicable and unethical behavior, and although he does look shocked by it, he doesn't actually criticize Joey for what he did at any point. Quote, in this clip, one of Joe Rogan's best friends, at Mad Flavor, admits to not letting female comedians on stage unless they gave him a blowjob. If you are one of those girls, please speak up now. What's interesting is that Joe Brogan Twitter is getting flack for his reaction, but we're yet to hear anything about reprimanding Joey Diaz for his disgusting past. The fact that Joe Rogan laughs instead of confronting Joey is unfortunate, but is indicative of Rogan's approach. The Joe Rogan podcast started out at with Rogan in front of the laptop bullshitting with friends and having open conversations after all i mean is he so they're shitting on him because he reacted to a thing i mean it just seems like he was complicit kind of but do we know the con so again you know me devil's advocate do we know the context of his reaction because if you said that i would assume you're joking I mean, I would never say that. I know you wouldn't, but I would presume if you did, like if you were like, I don't let fucking Thomas on stage unless he blows me. I'd I be mean, like, it, 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 it's different if I said it to you, who's, who is someone I have a close personal relationship with and who is, you know, like someone people who, who know. I mean, I do that shit all the time. People know I'm not attracted to you. But I mean, uh, aren't you, though? I feel like there's a fine line with jokes like that, right? Like, hmm. You're, you, first of all, you're saying it about the the other gender in the midst of a Me Too movement is not a good move. And granted, the person who said it should be coming under more fire. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like when it's your platform, you've got a responsibility to kind of kind of like if someone came on here and they said some out of out of field left shit like that, I'd call them out instantly. Like, because I'm just like, that. that's not cool, man. I agree with that sentiment, to be clear. I'm just trying to get you to defend your point. For anyone listening who's just like, Thomas hates women. No, I'm getting, trying to get Jonathan to defend oh, his no, point. Oh, no, Thomas does. Uh, I, I hate Jonathan, to be fair. And Jonathan is a pussy, so... I have a pussy. <laughs> big difference. <laughs> um, what other controversial stuff has Joe Rogan said? Okay, there have been many times where Rogan has had controversial opinions of his own. Joe Rogan... Uh, Twitter has popped up with clip. Uh, pardon me. Joe Rogan Twitter has popped up with clips of Joe Rogan calling people who wear masks bitches, claiming that Joe. Ro- I mean, if you wear Will I Am's mask, I'm going to call you a bitch to your face. Wearing a regular mask, I have no problem. You spend three hundred dollars on so a mask. Joe mask, Rogan bro. called people who wear masks bitches. Bitches, claiming that Joe Rogan. Uh, pardon me. Joe Biden is showing signs of cognitive decline, and that quote, "No justice, no peace" is just a slogan. Okay. It. I'm not again not defending. But to be clear, there are you will and you would agree with this because we've had these discussions. There is a lot of things in the realm of social justice that become slogans for money making endeavors. Correct. How does that relate to what he said? Because he just said that no justice, no peace is just a slogan, which we've seen it happen with you. Like you've told me and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I remember our conversation incorrectly, but like the Black Lives Matter organization. Yeah. Has co-op is problematic. Co-opted uh, that that term that initially meant something for a lot of people and turned it into a money making endeavor. Yeah. Um. And again, taking things out of context is easy to say. If I if I sat here and I was like, "Yo, no justice, no peace." That's bullshit. Like, yeah, shoot me. Um, metaphorically, shoot me daggers like stairs. Don't actually shoot me, please. I'm I have very fragile body. I die very quickly. Um, but. 
that's likely another thing that like someone probably owns the copyright on no justice, no peace. Somebody probably makes merch off of no justice, no peace that goes directly in. Cause that's what, that's what happens. It's unfortunate reality that we live in a capitalist reality where that shit happens. Um, Biden showing signs of cognitive decline. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about what those signs would be to agree with that sentiment. Just because I think just because people say things that are controversial and that a lot of people wouldn't say doesn't necessarily mean that they don't agree with the sentiment. Like him saying Biden shows signs of cognitive decline. I'm not a fucking neuro doctor. If I was and I said, yeah, I'm looking at this person and as an expert, I concur with this statement. Well, then Joe Biden's pardon me, Joe Biden. I keep doing that. I'm looking at Joe Biden talking no, no, about no, Joe Rogan. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Like if someone if if an expert agreed with that sentiment, then it's no longer a controversial thing for Joe Rogan to say, because, again, he is speaking from a world of fact that we just may not be aware of because we don't know those things. Um, yeah. Calling people who wear masks bitches is a fucking asshole thing to say that we can agree on. You're a scumbag for that um, because people are fucking dying during a pandemic. Hmm. Some people have blasted Joe Rogan and his podcast as a platform for controversial opinions and even petitioned to cancel his show. It's fair to say Rogan can be offensive and host individuals with questionable opinions, but what is unique is that he provides an open platform. And that's the thing. Like, yes, he does host people who might be viewed as controversial and might have offensive opinions, but he doesn't, A, silence anyone at all. He gives everyone the opportunity to say something. And then he does like I do. He plays the role of devil's advocate to instigate them to defend their points. Yeah. Because if you're going to speak on these things in okay. public forums, you need to be able to defend it, those points so you don't look like you're just full of shit. It, and but, I don't think it's him I don't think it's him poking the bear because he disagrees. I think he does it with everyone because he's just like I want to see if you're a fucking expert like you say or if me a guy who knew nothing about this shit but googled it 20 minutes before you came on the show could make a better argument than you. Uh, there to me, there are certain people that you just shouldn't platform, right? If if someone was outside, like saying some wild shit, and we decided to host them on the podcast, we're at fault. You know what I okay, mean? Because give, we give, gave give that me person an, a platform. Give me an example, though, because if so, okay. like if if we God, give me an example, I'll, I'll tell you whether I okay. So this episode has been removed because of Spotify, not anything Joe Rogan did. But Joe Rogan had Alex Jones on his podcast. If you don't know, Alex Jones has been going around for a year saying that uh the parkland shooting was false and that the the like anti-gun activists that came out of it were actors mm. right and, like so the, ra the radio host alex jones right yeah and so like like if, if someone's saying some shit like that and we decided tomorrow hey let's get this guy on our podcast and we can tell him why he's wrong no we're not doing any good by doing that you know what i mean like we're giving this guy a platform to spew more nonsense right but he so and this is an instance of he has a platform already and he has a platform that again me being devil's advocate not saying i agree uh, or would do it but he has a platform already as a radio host and on his platform there is no one to fight him. There is no one to debunk him. He just has yes men um, and yes women and yes theys surrounding him saying, yeah, you're doing a re really good job, Alex, and patting him on the back. Doesn't it bode well for the anti-Alex Jones crowd to have someone who can make him look foolish on the topic he claims to be an expert on and potentially sway people away from his side of the argument? I don't think so. No. Because Tell me if why. 
Because if someone like, okay, so this guy's radio show, it's nowhere near the reach of a Joe Rogan podcast. InfoWars is on NPR, isn't it? I, I don't think it's hitting Joe Rogan podcast numbers. No, no, no. Joe Rogan gets millions and pounds, millions of okay. listeners. So if, if Joe Rogan has this guy on his podcast, yes, you run the risk that, you know what I mean? You can talk this guy off a ledge. You can teach him some sense. But also the risk you run is that this guy is spewing his belief and all these other conspiracy theorists that haven't been in tune with what this guy is saying. Well, you just gave, you know what I mean? You gave him more followers. But then doesn't it also stand to reason that, for example, on our podcast, right? If someone like we like if we had someone on here that was just like fucking, you know, all lives matter, right? Which we wouldn't because I'd kick him in the dick myself. But if we had someone on here who's like, yeah, all lives matter based on who you and I are as people, our audience are likely I don't know for sure um, are likely Black Lives Matter supporters and anti. Well, Joe, Joe Rogan has a very diverse I, I would say he has a very diverse listenership within politics, within conspiracy. When you have so many followers like that, it's impossible to believe that they all follow one path. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but I, I tend, so there's, there is a, I wish I could have, I had the infographic up because I, I read it like a year or two ago. There was something that came up that most people who follow creators of any kind, right? A vast, like 75% or something like that, who follow creators want and only follow creators who share all of their ideologies um essentially saying if you disagree with something that is important to them in any way shape or form they will not support you so i would say if let's say if joe rogan's like well yeah black lives matter and that would instantly negate any all lives matter listeners from listening to his his shit because they're like well fuck this guy he disagrees with me and that's where i come from on on spaces like this where i'm like well his supporters are more likely than not already in agreement with what he is going to say. And again, this isn't me sitting here fucking sucking off Joe, Joe um, Rogan. Um, I know it sounds like that, but also I'm just really good at arguing um, and convincing people of things that aren't accurate. But I'm saying is, Jonathan, I'm a manipulative liar. Also, also another thing is that he... Uh, no, Thomas, you're not no, a no, manipulative no, no. liar. You're that's, a great that's, person. You're just spewing facts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing is like, like i don't know i feel like when you talk about serious topics right so like remember when we did the the black lives matter episode right yeah. i did a ton of research right i presented right. it in the episode because i feel like when you talk about things that are serious if you don't come into it educated like you know what i mean you're you're steering your audience wrong and uh on one of his episodes when they had the portland riots he joe rogan himself said that they've arrested left wing people for lighting forest fires and it wasn't true. And the next week after being blasted on the Internet, he had to come and apologize because he didn't do his research. And I feel like that right there, having people, you know what I mean? Like, that's a yeah. dangerous territory. Well, that, I guess, so I guess so that I would lean that. Well, yes, I agree with that. And that he a the fact that he apologized shows a lot more character than most people. I mean, it, it's a it's a good thing that he apologized. But even bro, like we're that was a time where we were in such a sensitive state. Right. That stoking the fire in the wrong direction was a bad move. Right. But he, so he, but that's, so this would be like if you did, so let's say you did your research on the Black Lives Matter episode. Yeah. And if you presented information from a source that you thought was reputable, for example, but gave you incorrect information, you did your research, you did what you were supposed to do, but the information you were provided was incorrect. It's unfortunate. And, but it's not showing malintent from you. As a person, for the sake of argument, again, 
he could be, well, I got this information from, which is what he said. Like, so here's the quote. Um, he explained how he misunderstood false information and didn't look deeper into it. Quote, there was one guy who got arrested for lighting fires somewhere else. And someone sent me something about people getting arrested for lighting fires in Portland. And I said it without looking into it. It was very irresponsible. So, you know what I mean? Like, it could be one of the, like, he, he was doing his research. He got an article. He thought the article was valid. And said, fuck, okay. That's my bad. Now, if he came on the following week and said and and ignored it and doubled example, down, it'd be worse, or doubled yeah. down, it'd be fucking worse. Because then it's like, bro, you know this is factually inaccurate. Again, I I think I think he's somewhere in a middle ground, right? Where I again, it, it's neither here nor there for me. If it was a matter of Joe Rogan calling me tomorrow and saying I want you on my podcast, it would literally be a means of promotion for us. Yeah, that's how I would view it. I would view it as a business opportunity. Um, because we went he's deep got down to Joe Rogan. We did <laughs> <laughs> because he's got millions of listeners, and it would be good from a a position of trying to get our names into a a stratosphere of podcasting that we would like to. But I, I wouldn't sit there and dote on the guy. You know what I mean? I wouldn't sit there and be like, "Fucking, you're right. I'm wrong." Or I wouldn't sit there and fucking suck the guy off for for two hours on a podcast. Um, I would be the same person I am, generally speaking. But yeah. I think he sits in a middle ground of he is he says the things people won't say, but most people think. And I think that's why he doesn't care whether anyone likes him or anyone dis or anyone dislikes him. And I think when you're a person like that, you ruffle a lot of feathers. Um, but I don't think most of what his opinions are are malintended or. And very different from a lot of the things you and I might think. I just think he presents them in a way that pisses people off. And and that's that's the big issue with him. Um, again, him fucking with his trans bullshit. Yeah, I'd fucking, you can go get fucked. Stay fucked, Joe, fuck, Joe fucking Rogan. I was going to say Joe Budden again that time. And I stumbled and say Joe fuck, Joe Fudden, Joe fucking Budden. Um, but yeah. Um, so if he called us tomorrow, you're not on that podcast with me? No. What's you? You don't listen to podcasts besides us. No. Kevin Smith calls tomorrow. Guys, I want you on my podcast. I do Kevin Smith because I know you really like him. Like right. He's probably the only one out of the list of people I know you like that I'd be like, all right. Ricky Gervais. For Thomas. Huh? Ricky Gervais says, I want you on my podcast. I mean, I don't. Mark Marin. Probably not. Mark Marin. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Mark Marin is? <laughs> no. Jesus Christmas trees. Um, sorry, zombie Christmas trees. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I would. I feel like I would do almost anybody's podcast if it meant us blowing up. Unless it was like, "Hey, welcome to We Hate Black People." Like, I wouldn't do that podcast, <laughs> even if they had fucking Jesus. ten million <laughs> fucking listeners. I wouldn't do it because I'm like, I don't want you listening to my podcast. I definitely wouldn't do it. <laughs> Yo, Jonathan, come on. Let's go to their studio. It's in a basement for some reason. I don't think there's any reason to be worried. Where are the microphones? <laughs> Why are there 12 people here? I thought it was just a three Why are they all in white hoodies? I'm very scared. <laughs> I saw a burning cross on the lawn. Should I be concerned? I thought they were just shooting a metal music video. Now I'm very alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> they look at me and they're like, you shouldn't be concerned, buddy. You will 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 get that black man loving out of you, but him he he should be concerned. Um, Will I am's mask though is stupid, and that's my 
my whole point <laughs> of this Joe Rogan conversation. I like how we spent more time diving into Joe Rogan as a person <laughs> than the mask. The I had a whole I had a whole thing about like, hey, isn't it shitty that people are profiting off of a pandemic? Yeah. In this regard, um, like I don't have a problem with like mom and pop shops or like people making masks at home and supplying them because there is a demand for a thing. That's fine. Um, people need masks to survive. People don't need three hundred dollar smart masks. Yeah. Um, in the same vein, like Google Glass didn't need to be a thing. Um, that's not a pandemic, but it's just it's a, it's a frivolous technological advancement that is unnecessary. This Google is a frivolous glass. You know, what Google glasses. No, like oh, they just making fine china. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's Google Glass and Google Silverware, actually. Um, Google Glass um, or simply glass, as Google likes to call it, was smart glasses. Um, they had oh, okay. they had an optical like head mount like an, like a like a he- like a heads up display yeah. um, over your eye. They were designed in the shape of a glasses. Um, Some Iron Man shit. Yeah, basically, like the idea is like you would use your voice to tell the glasses to like show you shit and see shit, or you can be like, "Hey, Google Glass, um, take video," and the little camera that was built into the side of it would start shooting what you're seeing, yeah. um, take pictures of what you're seeing, things to that effect. Um, it it didn't go over well. I think they released them initially in like 2013 and they cost like $2,000 and then it came out in the public to like in like a year later. And like the idea is like people are like, no, we're not buying this because think of the sheer volume of privacy laws you're yeah, violating and consent you're violating. Like if you if I walked up to you wearing Google Glass, you would never know if I'm recording you. Or mm-hmm. not. And like if we're fucking and i'm just like wearing my glasses because i can't see without them and like i'm fucking you i mean it doesn't matter you're typically on bottom so i mean yeah but then like they can see you riding never missed a hoe (laughs) yeah but then they uh, i i meant if i'm on the bottom like you're riding my dick not like my legs is in the air whoa 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 whoa, whoa. no i'm laying down and your back is arched no 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 it's about to be a hot girl summer in your booty (laughs) hoe ew wait is your cum all female is that what you're implying? I only have daughters, Thomas. They call That's... it Venus the Stallion. <laughs> That's what the Rodriguez's do. We only churn out women. And I'm like, but Jonathan, you're you're a dude. No, 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 bro. Call me Jonathanisha from now on. I feel bad for the day I have kids. They're going to be bad stuck with me as a too. father. A hundred percent. Like I'm like, I deal with you as a friend. And they have to like be raised by you. I can ignore you. You know what I mean? Like, if you gave me advice I didn't like, which more often than not, I do ignore. Yeah. Then I can move on. But, like, a, a kid who's, you're like, go to, to be bed. To fair, though, you ignore the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you only follow the bad advice. You you're just like, the good ones. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Jonathan, I'm really sad. I think I might stress eat. And you're like, eat whatever you want. I'm like, fuck yeah, permission. And then I'm like, yo, Jonathan, my life is in shambles. You're like, go to therapy. I'm like, excuse me? Who are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> We could all use a little bit of therapy. Let's do therapy like, moment. Okay. Tom, it's, Thomas. It's th- time for in. this is a podcast therapy. I'll be your therapist who's like super passive aggressive. Oh, I like this. Okay. You're going to tell me what your problem is? <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't. I just came in. You didn't even say hi. So I wasn't sure if like the hour had started. Or... Take a seat anywhere except there. Oh, okay. Is, is here okay? <laughs> sure. All right, this is your lap. Are you sure it's fine? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the only comfortable spot in this bitch. There's one chair, a garbage can, and your lap. So I went with the lap. I didn't I didn't want to, you know, your other patient was in the trash. So. You know how uh, Hollywood studios are into remakes where you're about to make this black snake moan? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, You... And we were talking about Joe Rogan, and it popped into my head. Like, Joe Rogan is no... Like, because we also... Elon Musk, he did the drugs with Joe Rogan. That's how we got to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I'm So, I'm not a big drug guy. Okay. Right? Um, I have friends who are, like, weed smokers. I don't... Like, I'm not one of those people who are like, I don't do it. You're not allowed to. Um, If that was the logic, no one on the planet would have sex. Uh, but... People are having sex out here? Bro, there's people in these streets just doing sex, and I'm over here just don't like... Don't they know about the fucking cuties, dog? <laughs> I'm like, Jonathan, you want to play a video game for 12 hours? People out here risking cooties. I couldn't be me. No, no, no. Circle, circle, dot, dot, and now I got my cootie shot. Circle, circle, square, square, and now I got them everywhere. I'm fine. What I always tell my friends is like, I'm like, oh, uh, I'm going to sleep with this girl. But I think she's got an STD. And there's like, why well, aren't you worried about it? I'm just like, well, no, no, no. If I have one too, it just cancels out. Like, <laughs> that's it's basic math. Bro, I was I was rewatching Scrubs this this week. I went through the whole series. And there's an episode where like Turk and Elliot are like watching the hospital by themselves. It's like late in the series. And Elliot finds out one of her patients is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And Turk is just like Listen, all right, some people end up getting the heavy and it's fine. And she's just like, the heavy? He's like, yeah, it's what I call HIV. He goes, I think it's funny. He goes, I think it's all right because like it makes it more palatable and it sounds like a cool new dance move all the kids are doing. And then they proceed to break down and do the heavy. Do the heavy. And I'm just like, this is 2009 this show is on. I would have just said I'm HIV negative. We get together, we can make a magnet, baby. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> My point to bring that up was like, you can't make these jokes about HIV. (laughs) But I guess we're at the point. Do you think there'll be a point where. I mean, I wish everyone a long, you know, life and cure and stuff. Yeah. Like these days, HIV isn't a death sentence. Like the medications will like, you know, there's there's ways to avoid it transitioning to AIDS. Um, That's how HIV works. How is there no like. uh like vaccine for it yet we, we got, got the a covid vaccine that's what i'm saying it's a, less than a year we got a covid vaccine but the uh, maybe it's just i don't know is is h well hiv is a is a virus right yeah is i think is corona's maybe it's just a different class of virus i we're not medical professionals yeah we're not oh yeah it's a human immunodeficiency virus it's a virus that attacks the body's immune system if hiv is not treated but like are other immunodeficiency viruses treatable or is that the only one? Maybe that's the thing is like because it attacks your immune system. The severity. That makes yeah, like, sense. Like, isn't that like how vaccinations work where like or like most cures work is it teaches the body how to defend against it. And if you're if your um, immune system is depleted, then your body can't fight off what they give you in order to learn, perhaps. I just want to um, know, like we, we, we putting out all these vaccines and shit. Where the fuck is the super soldier serum? Cause I'm ready. You haven't gotten it yet. No. Oh, well, white privilege. Um, <laughs> I, I got it when I was 14. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know that would happen too. Like one of there, there would be no like. What was there was there was a comedian who had a joke, 
where the prem the basic premise of the joke was just like there is nothing white people can ever do right in terms of like people of color because like let's say if tomorrow they discovered a new planet perfectly identical to earth right mm-hmm. and they were just like you know what like we've fucked with you guys for too long like we want to give you like the brand new clean fresh planet like go like do the right things that we didn't do and like we're like yeah black people go then black people's reaction would be like oh you're just trying to get us off the fucking planet and then if white people turned around and was like okay no you guys stay here and we'll leave and they're like we don't want dirty old earth here's what you do right you present the facts and you'd be like you guys decide what the best because <laughs> like if the super soldier serum came out tomorrow and they were just like um yeah white people get it first it's like fuck it oh white people get it they're like all right well we'll give it to black people first we don't want the first run of the super soldier serum that shit they're trying to kill us yeah you gotta like bring it up the flagpole with like morgan freeman and be like yo here's the super soldier serum Oh, how do you guys want to play this out? (laughs) (laughs) You're the represent. It's like it's Morgan Freeman, Dave Chappelle. And like for the kids, Kevin Hart, like there has to be like that, that modern guy and like Lil Nas X. Like that's the the Mount Rushmore of like the generation. And then when things get really serious, you break out Oprah. (laughs) You get a super soldier serum. You get a super soldier serum. Everyone gets one. Um. So HIV infection is in humans came from types of chimpanzee in Central Africa. The chimpanzee version of the virus called simian immunodeficiency virus or SIV was po- probably passed to humans when humans hunted these chimpanzees for meat and came into contact with their infected blood. Um, studies show. Isn't that kind of how like uh, COVID went around the, the bat thing? Yeah. Was that even accurate? I don't know. And I think you just made a racism. Um Hold on, let's I mean, see. I said bat. <laughs> we don't know where you think that bat came from. I don't give a shit where the bat came from. <laughs> <laughs> so what started uh what started World War II is apparently the number one <laughs> the number one search thing. It's very confusing, type in what, what I mean? started. No, nah, it was the assassination of the Archduke Ferdinand. Oh, look at you remembering your history. I am a history buff. Okay, the COVID timeline. Fucking Joe Rogan AIDS and COVID. Oh my. Um, that would the new Wizard of Oz. That that would outsell the Wiz in a minute. There's no place like home. <laughs> but it's never no place like home. It's like the gray area song is how you get back home. Um let's I didn't see. do enough cocaine for this episode, I'm beyond. <laughs> but you did just enough to start your day. Uh where did COVID come COVID come from? This is from November of 2020. So this is a few months old. If this article would fucking load. Well, that happens. But see, like, I see this is just goes to fucking show you like to anyone who ever sits there, sits there and is just like fucking, you know, we didn't come from apes. Motherfucker, like we got an ape disease. Like, I feel like if we got a disease that started with apes, that must mean our molecular makeup is similar. And we know it is factually. So also, who decided, hey, let's hunt and eat fucking apes. I don't know, bro. If if like Walking Dead happened tomorrow, I'm eating squirrels. I'm so not. like, bro, I I don't want to die. Well, I mean, granted, tomorrow they'd probably be still like canned goods in my cabinets. If the zombie apocalypse happened tomorrow, and the government was like, "Don't worry, we've got this handled," I'm still drowning myself because I'm like, here's an excuse to do it. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, zombie apocalypse could never happen in real life. Yeah, probably for, strictly for the not because of like, oh, the science. Like, no, you probably. say that, but Jesus Christ. No, that's what, again, real life, Jonathan. So we're in a gray area. Um, but 
zombies couldn't happen not for science reasons i do believe that there is going to be someone one day who is going to try to like fuck with life after death or try to like beat death and cause zombies that's gonna happen what i mean is in every zombie work of literature pop culture tv show movies zombies don't exist yeah like there is no that's why they never like the rule of thumb in zombie movies is you don't call them zombies because there is no word for it in that universe's lexicon because there was no film tv show or book about zombies prior to it actually happening the reason for that is because if tomorrow uh, someone saw a zombie someone would know what a zombie is yep and know how to kill it but also like covid taught us anything and i said this a year ago and i probably said this on the podcast before but i said this a year ago on tiktok i made a video if covid has taught us anything it's just like the world is 110 percent unprepared for a zombie apocalypse because, I roast a zombie to death because motherfuckers were like, I don't got to wear masks. Fuck the government. Like that guy's just real angry. If like if you saw a zombie, there'd be that anti-masker who's like, that ain't no goddamn zombie. That guy just on steroids and then gets his neck eat. But also like a neck. Yeah, instant. <laughs> I was gonna say instant karma, but also valid. Like that would be the beauty of it. Like anti-maskers now like don't get instant karma. But if you went outside and were like anti-zombie. Oh, in a minute, like your life would be over and it would be like the last thing that would go across your mind is, fuck, I should have listened. And then you you would have the case of like the first guy who tries to hug a zombie gets eaten. And then like all the anti-zombie people would just be like, no, 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 that wasn't a zombie. That dude was just starving. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would want to sit in a room with an all lives matter person during the zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, all lives matter. You sure? Even theirs. The zombies? Go ahead, no, go out there. Go out there and try to get them to hold a fucking sign. No, go ahead. All of them. You dumb fuck. Damn. All lives. Something all lives. Hot. All lives only matter when black lives start mattering, John. Mm, the white savior complex coming through. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even be an ally. <laughs> you just proved the point of that comedian. I can't even be an ally without being labeled something. <laughs> like I'm trying to be superior. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, you just got to present the facts to me and let me this. All right. So next time I'll be like, yo, Jonathan, when I'm just like, all lives don't matter. You got to come back with no lives matter until fucking black lives matter. All right? All right. I mean, if we were in a crowd of people, I would just I would like be like, go ahead, Thomas, let him know. You would let him know. And I'd be like, excuse me, white person. I don't need <laughs> you to speak for me. I have my own distinct voice. I thought what you he would is do saying is actually accurate. All lives do matter, Thomas. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a thing where like they all turned around and gave me a look and you were like my black cosign where you just like nod and they're all like all right he's a good one <laughs> you're like nah bro i'm gonna make sure they shit on you the song from fucking breakfast club hits at the end of that <laughs> don't you and you're just pumping your fist as the crowd descends upon me to beat my ass <laughs> um but yeah so like i i, I didn't ooh, back to the original fucking point i didn't take I don't take a lot of drugs, right? And I'm not against people who do a lot of drugs. Like, live your best life. Don't do meth, maybe. Or, like, heroin. But, like, you know, fucking recreational drugs are fine by me. Do mushrooms. Do LSD. Um, don't let but... Thomas tell you how to live your life. Inject the needles in you. <laughs> Here comes the white man trying to tell me how not to take drugs. I saw this video, and it was just like, how you know you're dating a uh, drug dealer? You're missing $40. <laughs> Um, 
but so like I have, I have, I end up now at 28 going on 29, right? I'll be 29 in August. We're four short months away from four months, eight days away from my 28, my 29th birthday. Uh-huh. And I get into, which is weird to think of only four months away from my next birthday. Like my, I feel like my birthday just happened. Um, but a quarter of a year. And I have friends who are significantly younger than me, right? In their early twenties, all of which have done a metric fuck ton of drugs. Yeah. Like early in their life, like they're from like the burbs and that's just what you did because, you know, you, you hang out in front of the Circle K until it closes at 11 and you do poppers, I guess. And I people are always shocked when when they when I tell them like I, I like they're just like, well, you know, what have you done? And I'm like, weed. Yeah. And they're like, what else? I'm like it. I've done it. I've done the sex. I, I've I've I've. I've done the 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 fishbowl challenge at the the Mad Donkey Bar you in Queens. You pull out your penis, you start playing a trumpet. Virgin no more. <laughs> <laughs> but they're always like off put by it, and like like I'm the crazy person for yeah, not having are. done coke off of some dude's dick. Like you know, who hasn't? Bro? <laughs> and like. I, I I've I've taken so I've taken like painkillers for example right not for recreational purposes uh-huh. but I've I've had them in my Molly home for years. yeah I, I I like to drink the scissor um <laughs> scissor sipper is what they call me uh, oh, man you're basically and- Macklemore that was his whole thing <laughs> man was faded off the scissor. <laughs> Um, bro, if I can drop a song like Thrift Shop, I'd drink the scissor. That's a quality song. That's great. And all it, listen, it's a rap song that teaches kids to be frugal. Yep. And that's okay by me. But so I have never done anything. I had painkillers in my house from like when I when I hurt my my when I hurt myself a few years ago, like a few years ago, like five years ago now, when I got hurt at work. Um, I had surgery to repair my wrist. I had my skull was cracked in fucking two places. And they gave me pain medication. And for me, pain medication doesn't work. Like, I feel like I would have to take so, so much pain pills or like a, such a high dose of pain medication because of like my size and who I am. Yeah. Because like they never make the pain go away. And I'm always afraid to get like, I'm also I'm also more willing to be like, I'll just eat the aches, like take a hot shower and just like try to sleep away the pain rather than take pain medication because I'm perpetually scared to get addicted to it, right? Like, because like, that's a thing. Like, it's not even like, oh, it feels so good. It's just they have addictive qualities inherently in the chemical. Yeah. And, like, I had this one point, and this is like, this is probably one of the things that as an adult put the fear of life in me. I went out, this is, I was having pain in, it's the only time I took my pain medication because it's the only time it worked. I had this pain in my spine and in my neck about maybe two years ago. Um, I forgot what the word is, but like I had something like a, a joint or a muscle or something like misaligned on my spine. It wasn't something that like needed surgery. It was something that would course correct itself over time. Uh, it was a dividend. Yeah, I had an dividend yeah. on my spine. And they were just like, I went to a doctor and they're like, yeah, you'll be fine. It's just something that happens sometimes. You probably tweaked it the wrong way and it will self-adjust. But it was debilitatingly painful. Like I'd wake up every morning from the top of my fucking the base of my 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 skull down to the small of my back would hurt and it would like lock up where like I couldn't make swift movements 
or I couldn't twist in certain directions. And it would take me like an hour, hour and a half to be able to just get out of bed and start my day because I had to like wake up slowly, stretch around, like, you know, power through it and get my body back into a sense because it was basically stiffening overnight. Mm. And I got a prescription and I took them because I was like, okay, whatever like would help. And it would take like a half an hour to kick in, but like they gave me high dose shit and it started to make my, my pain go away. And I, I was, I took it one night and got a call about a half an hour after taking it. And it was a friend of mine who was just like, Hey, um, it was actually Jess. I hadn't heard from her in a while. It was right after her father passed away and she was coming back down into the Bronx. And she's like, Hey, um, uh, trivia tonight. Um, like basically she just needed to get her mind off of her father's passing. So she's like, Hey, trivia tonight. I'm coming down. I'll be there in like a half an hour. We're, we're going out. I'm like, okay. So trivia basically means the trivia night at the bar by my house. And oh, I thought it meant something else. Yeah, no, it just meant we just we would just sit there and ask each other questions, actually, just back and forth for about just six hours. Longingly staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> Every time someone got one wrong, we'd smack each other in the face. Um <laughs> it's like Jeopardy, but with you know weapons. And then if you win, you get the headbutt though. <laughs> yes. So we go out and I at that point forgot that I had taken pain medication. Mm-hmm. And I don't little known fact. Drinking. <laughs> yeah, pain medication and alcohol don't really mix. Um, and what ended up happening was like two, two, three drinks max. I blacked out most of the night. Yeah, like I, I had no memory of anything, like except for these little windows. And those are the things that end up putting the fear of. And God you met in the me. love of your life that day, and you don't remember. Yes, kids, and that's how I met your mother. But I do because it was me. I snuck over. I finally got the kiss I've been longing for, Thomas. The whole just, time you were there drinking, I was just sitting across from the bar singing Taylor Swift, You Belong to Me. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is looking at you. Isn't that Jonathan? Nah, I can't be. Um, but I don't know. Like the, I, the prospect of drugs generally has always scared me. And I, but I also feel like I'm, they, you, you've done things. Yeah. Um, I've done it. You've done it. Peanut and, virgin no more. And I <laughs> and I you know, I think you know, it's, it's not my place to talk to your business. So if you feel compelled to say the things you haven't haven't done, you're more than welcome to. If not, it's also fine. It doesn't change the, the direction of my conversation here. Um or of our conversation. Look at me. This is a my conversation. Like you're not your podcast. And my fucking podcast. But guess you, what? It's my cue cards. <laughs> I forgot about them because of the whole Joe Rogan thing. Um Joe Joe Rogan put it out of my head. Go on. Uh I I'll I'll tell one specific story because to me it's funny as hell. Okay. Um one time it was like very early on my dorming career. This uh girl came to me with like a, a bag of shrooms and I had never done shrooms before. So we took them in her room. For some reason, I was like, we got to block this door out. Because if I get out of this room, I'm going to do something stupid. <laughs> like, like you're a werewolf on a full moon. You have yeah. to chain me down. Don't let me out of your sight. So, so I was like, we got to block this room off. All I remember is that we took them. I mean, it took a while to hit in. We started watching uh, Donnie Darko. And I like half, which I feel like is not the movie to watch on Shroom. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I I saw like half of it, and then like I was just gone, and I Fucking don't out here start seeing humanoid rabbits and shit. I woke up the next day in my bedroom, 
and she was knocking on my door because like she had bought pizza and she was giving me some right. and i'm like i was just like what the fuck happened and she's just like like halfway into the movie as soon as it hit you open the room door despite all the barricades. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, you were just running around the hallways like a fucking <laughs> maniac. <laughs> like, those are the fun stories. You, like, do you, okay, you're not a judgmental person. No. Um, so, like, me saying, hey, do you judge me? You're going to say no because you don't give a fuck about what I do with my life. Um, as long as I don't, like, throw myself out of a window. Um, yes, I'm going to paint the picture that you care about me, Jonathan. But do you find like in school that there were people who were like oh you've never done those things like what's wrong with you? like yeah. were judgmental about it i i never at least i've never experienced it it was and people were very respectful you know what i mean like uh, one time this dude offered me cocaine and like i denied it and like I, I still stood in his apartment drinking his liquor he was just like all right and he was like you want to smoke weed and i was like yeah i'll do that and he's like yeah. all right but like they're they're very respectful to ask if you want to do it they'll they'll do it with you if it's your first time they'll kind of walk you through right uh good oh like uh when i when i did the shrooms with the girl she kind of just talked me through everything i would experience and kind of like she she had someone other than us two who was keeping an eye out on us from the outside <laughs> right so if, watching you run around the yeah, hallways but like the the person kind of made sure i got to my room you know what i mean like there um there was one time so i've never done anything more than weed right i thought you were gonna say heroin <laughs> i've never done anything harder than injected heroin directly into my veins right because you know anything worse than that you ever insert heroin into the tip of your penis god there's no joy quite <laughs> like it i need it right now i'm chasing the dragon what the fuck um, are we even doing this podcast this get podcast, this podcast ain't shit without heroin in my dick we need some sponsorships so i can support my heroin <laughs> addiction <laughs> Um, that's Drug addiction all. is not a joke, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so there was one time I probably told the story of like the girl who like ruined my chance at a threesome. Did I ever tell you that? I told you that, but I've ever told it here. I don't think you've told it on the podcast. Okay. So the long and short of it is I, I, I swiped right with this girl on Tinder. I think I've told it on TikTok, actually, this part of the story. Swipe right with this girl on Tinder who I knew from the neighborhood. Um, I'd been, I'd lived in the neighborhood at that point about two or three years, and I'd seen her in the bars. Give her an imaginary you. name. I need names to visualize. Uh, Maria. I met Maria. Um, knew her from the area. Uh, Maria was dating a guy, uh, Benjamin. Benjamin and Maria. Everyone loved them. You were gonna sleep with Benjamin and Maria. I was gonna do both of them, and then they broke up. So I had to do only Maria. It's unfortunate. You should have uh, went with Benjamin. I'll tell you I, yeah, I, I Benjamin. Took it, long name long dick these are the rules is that just because your name is jonathan and my name is thomas are you trying to say the longer your name the longer your penis it's not my fault your parents is it is it singular name or like the entire like you're jonathan rodriguez the fact that you have oh it's it's whole name i have a middle name too yeah but so then i win because i'm thomas joseph anthony michael alley no, 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 you can't give yourself made up church names. I did. That's not made up church. Listen, Larry, my God gave me those names. In the name of the Father your and the God, Son of the Holy Spirit. Your Jesus God knows let his t- son turn Jesus to a knows zombie. I have a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus knows I have a big dick, Jonathan. That's why they gave me the extra names. They said, your parents fucked up. You need two more names to, to sign, co-sign your huge meat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds he was like, damn, that boy packing. Y'all lying. <laughs> Y'all lying on my boy dick right now. <laughs> I go to church like, what's your name, son? I'm like, Thomas Joseph Alley. And they're just like, oh, no. You went to a Catholic church? Oh, yeah, they definitely inspected. <laughs> they pat that boy's meat down. They're like, no, 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 you're Thomas Joseph Anthony Michael Alley. Pedophilia <laughs> <laughs> um, so- is not a joke, kids. <laughs> This I feel like I have to say to these things because the people. Management so- services. <laughs> I feel like people sometimes don't don't know when I'm like joking or being serious about <laughs> things, so I gotta like differentiate. Um, so I swiped right on Maria on Tinder. Knew her from the neighborhood. She lived here. You know, she'd been going to bars for like three years. So I assumed like she was like not close to my age, but like within the age bracket of like the girls in the neighborhood that I knew, like twenty three, twenty four, um, which is close to my age at the time. I'm twenty six at the time, and twenty seven, and. So we go out for drinks. Um, we hang out for like an hour or two. Uh, she told me before we went out that she was going to go meet friends. So like she can't stay out for very long. And I think that was like her fail safe, to be fair, which is fine. Um, I brought a book, book with me. So when she left, I could re- read and drink. We had a good time. She left. Um, I'm out all night, like no ways at like four o'clock. You know, at 3.30, my friend showed up. Uh, my friend Chuck shows up and she... Um, uh, yes, Chuck Schumer, my my close personal friend, uh, Governor Chuck Schumer or Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. What does he go yeah, by now? Senate Majority Leader. Um, so we're having a few drinks. Uh, Chuck is drunk, so like we get ready to leave, and I'm trying to make sure because now Chuck I'm just a... envisioning Chuck Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Chuck's a lovely woman, um, and is drunk, so I don't want I want to make sure she gets home safe. So we start walking in the direction of her home. Um, she runs into a group of people she knows and vanishes into thin air with them. So I turn around and start going home uh, after trying to get into an after hours. And there's a couple of women I saw at the bar um, getting into their car. Yeah. One of them knew my name because she saw me reading my book and was like, that um, had asked me what the book was about while we were in the bar earlier. So her friend peeks her head out there the car window and goes, hey, Thomas. And I look at her and she's like, oh, fucking so-and-so told me your name. Um, do you know any place around here to get a drink after hours? And this is probably the smoothest I've ever been in my life. Like... You when it comes to women, house. I legit said, yeah, there's no bars open here, but I got a bottle of Jameson at my house. Mm, that's a winner mentality, bro. It it came it came out of my mouth and I was confused at who said it because that's not me. Like, I don't got that. It was in the Dulce management service. <laughs> you were puppeteering yeah. me from miles away at 4 a.m. You woke up. You're like, Thomas needs me. Listen, the Dulce management service is all about making sure people win and then eventually lose. You know, yeah, like and that's exactly how that night went. <laughs> so um, they literally and bro, like that's just goes to show you how easy meeting people in bars actually is. Yeah. Because I said that these two people don't know me from fucking a hole in the wall. One of them talked to me for 10 minutes, four hours prior. And she looked at her friend and is like, you want to go? And she's like, yeah, let's go. So they get, out of, they get out of the car and just follow me to my home. Like, I could be a fucking serial killer. Uh, we go inside. And while I'm walking, Maria keeps calling me. And I'm like trying to like ignore the calls because I'm like, yo, I got to, I got to, you know, why have a chicken tender when I can have a two piece family meal? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you, 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 you order from, you know, KFC, you want a two piece and some mac and cheese. You know what I mean? So, um, I keep trying to ignore the call, but then like me being Thomas, and that's the problem. That's the problem that we inevitably face. Yeah. Me being me. I felt bad um, that I was like trying to ignore the calls. Like I could have ignored them. 
and possibly had sex with these two women, had a wonderful experience in this podcast, and we could be signing off in 30 seconds. But instead, I answered the phone, and I'm just like, yeah, I ran into some people, and this, this, and that. And she's just like, oh, like, you know, my friends, they kind of left, and I wanted to know if you wanted to hang out. And I'm like, well, I'm going back to my house. I met these two girls. Like, trying to let her know, like, I met two women. Yeah. And she's just like, no, we can all just, like, hang out. And I don't like to tell people no. So, like, by the time we got to my house, like, I had let the two girls in, got a couple bottles of liquor out. Here's where you messed up, though. I'd have picked up. I'd have been like, you safe? She'd have been like, yeah, hung up. Do not disturb. (laughs) (laughs) Inevitably, that it turned into that um, because she she had a habit. And I think it's what it became. And this is an example of like women taking or people taking advantage, not just women of my good nature. It's like after that night, I feel like she knew like she could hit me up if she needed like someone to hang out with or if she was like somewhere she didn't know and needed to end up somewhere because like knew I was always up at the bars and like knew I was polite and I was nice and I would like make sure she was safe um and would begin to just like hit me up randomly at four o'clock in the morning like hey i don't know where i'm at can you just send me a cab like i'll just send you my location and like maybe we can hang out or i'll come by your place and i'm like oh you're using me as like emotional support dick no thank you so go back to my place tell them that my friend's coming um she shows up and when i let her in like i'm like i'll buzz you in and she's like no no no, come down and I'm like, no, like, I'll buzz you into my fucking apartment. She's like, not nah. like she's drunk. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna go let her in. Go downstairs. She's got a case of beer with her. We get into my elevator and she's just like, I'm not having sex with all of you. And I'm just like, I have a feeling no one is having sex tonight at this point. Um, so we go back into my house. She comes in. Turns out she knows one of these girls. Oh, boy. So they start having a conversation. The girl that I thought was like that I was most attracted to Um is now like my friend is busy and I'm perturbed being here. Yeah. Um, And then, so Maria and her little friend are like, let's get some Coke, which is shocking to me because before moving to this neighborhood, I saw Coke in real life twice. Yeah. And then moving into this neighborhood, I saw Coke in real life eight times in six months. Um, So you walk into a bathroom and just people are just doing. You've never just gone to a grocery store refrigerator. No, I, I I thought the only place you could ever do coke is um off of a, a bathroom uh sink. So I would just walk into bathrooms and guys have little the little mini cans yeah. and start be fucking taking swigs oh, off of the sink. You grocery store refrigerators, you knock three times and it opens back and there's a drug dealer back there. Oh fuck! Look at that. See, listen. When you say Jonathan never teaches you anything, he knows where the coke is. First of all, I teach people think weeklies. Cue cards are facts. Even my jokes are the facts. All right, Joe Rogan, calm down. Just speaking only in facts over here. Um, <laughs> Jonathan over here thinks he's speaking in facts. I hate those kinds of people. Uh, <laughs> I, well played. Thank you. Thank you. So they say they want Coke, and then they start like divvying up cash because apparently Maria has like a plug. Uh-huh. While that's happening, Girl B is talking with friend who knows Maria. And then like they like she Maria gets money from Girl B, pardon me, from Girl A. And I'm like, okay, so that like solidifies that they're hanging out because like you gave her money to get cocaine, which means you're not going to let your drug money go to use for anyone besides you and whoever pulled it in or whatever. Yeah. So girl B is like, oh, like she's staying at my house tonight, but she was like, she's visiting because it's like the neighborhood happens a lot over the summer. People visit from other states and countries. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's staying with me tonight, but she left her shit at some guy's house last night. So we're going to go get her shit. We'll come back because it's late and we don't want them to like be asleep. So they leave. And at that point in my brain, I'm like, yeah, y'all not coming back. 
like you're just left and now i'm here with this one by myself yeah. the night progresses she is very drunk um and at, to a point now annoying me like i, I swiped right on her tinder i'm like all right it's tinder like maybe we have a few drinks and fuck now i'm like i don't even want to fuck you i just want you to leave my home but i don't have it in me to just be like please get the fuck out so she gets a call from like a mutual friend and by friend i mean someone i know not someone i enjoy their company and she's like, I'm actually at Thomas's house. And they know me because everyone in this neighborhood fucking knows me. And they're just like, oh, there's a bunch of us. We were, you know, at someone else's house and everyone had to leave. Can we come? I'm like, the minimum, the max amount of people who are allowed in my home is 10. And there's two of them here now. So if you have anything more than eight people, you need to ditch those people. And then you're allowed to come. And I need to know the people who are coming into my home. And he was like, it's not anyone you don't know. It's this person. This one. I'm like, all right, fine. Y'all can come. The sun begins to come up. They show up. As they show up, the drug dealer pulls up in his car, finally, like two hours later. Um, Maria goes and gets her cocaine. Everyone's been in my house now like an hour, hanging out. And it's just, it's Scarface. Because it's just, it's it's nine 20-somethings. And then like a 37-year-old uh, tall black dude from the neighborhood who likes to have sex with 23 year old uh white girls um and he's play, uh, hate them. i'm not I, i'm just saying that's why there was a 37 year old amongst 22 year olds in the house of the 26 year old and they're all just like doing coke and ellen had offered uh maria pardon me i just out of her real name fuck it ellen had offered me um i could have cut it but fuck it, we're, arrested. Ready too, we're ready too deep in had offered it to we me. got her i've been wearing a wire this whole time <laughs> She had offered it to me initially when she was saying that she was going to get it. And I'm like, I don't I don't do cocaine. I'm fine. Y'all are free to as long as like y'all take if y'all don't fuck up my house, we're fine. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. Don't OD in my house and don't break anything. Y'all can hang out. The minute that changes, um, everyone has to get out. If someone starts ODing, you drag them out with you. Um, don't leave them in my house. I'm not going to be liable for anything. So she knew I didn't do cocaine. And so we're all like sitting in my living room. The lights are low. Music is on. Everyone's vibe and hanging out. One guy's passed out in a chair because he's too drunk. Um, he wasn't ODing. He was just drunk. And he was the, dead. The already. tall. The, what happened? He was already dead at that. Yeah, point. he 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 had they had, he had no he had showed up dead. They just yeah. were carrying. They were weekend, weekend at, at Barney's. Barney's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weekend at Barney's. Um, so the tall uh, black dude looks at me. He's like, oh, "Yo, you want some?" Because he's got like fucking his little baggie, his little fucking cocaine spoon um that he's like doing lines off of or doing bumps not lines um look at me i don't even see i don't even know that's how you know i don't know drugs i don't know what the difference between a joint and a spliff is the fuck is that weed just weed i don't give a fuck what it's in um i know a bowl and i usually get confused when people say they were smoking a bowl all i care about is that you mix it with some angel dust (laughs) i'm just like how do you smoke a bowl that's a lot of weed it seems like my cereal bowls are pretty deep um and she just like breaks her neck and snaps at him and is like thomas doesn't do cocaine like defends me and that's the long and short of that like she She was your knight in shining armor she legit and but she got like aggro with him like i i hey i can defend myself first of all all right second of all the the fact that like she got that defensive and was like he just doesn't fucking do it and i'm like okay so maybe the cocaine community isn't so bad you know what I mean? Maybe they're not the worst. Maybe they got a Facebook group I could join. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, oh my god! I know we've been going for a while, bro. I joined a Facebook group because I found it and I couldn't not. And I'm going to start reporting on it. What's it's it called? called the group where we pretend it's 2009 to 2012. Okay. <laughs> and it, bro, and in the group, it's an it's got like 600,000 people in this Facebook yeah. group. 
and they just pretend that nothing past 2012 has happened yet. I, w- I want to join this group and only talk about things that happened in 2013. No, because then you'd be booted immediately. Like, there's stringent rules where they're even just like, and don't say things like, well, I hope there's not a pandemic in 10 years. Like, you, 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 li- like, they post pictures of like old cell phones and are just like, bro, got my new fucking cell phone. This has got to be the best thing on the world, this right? Is, it's the worst nostalgia kick I've ever heard of. <laughs> bro, it's like, it's like they, they'll like, hey, just saw Twilight. Like, Hey, this new movie's coming out this week. Y'all think it's any good? And that's all it is. And it's the most wholesome thing ever. I'm so happy for these people that they because found a community like, of like-minded people. Yeah, bro, almost a million, like half over half a million people. I can only like, imagine they were they were trapped in their brain, like yo, the golden years with 2009 to 2012, <laughs> just crying in the mirror. Like, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because it's to me, it's fascinating. I like when people find their community. And like this is an example. It's it's a really niche community, to be fair, but it's still a community where just people want to hang out. How do you access groups on Facebook, bro? I'm such an old man. Pages. I don't even have Facebook. <laughs> also, this is a podcast as a Facebook account, and so Facebook.com/slash this is a podcast. That's the one Thomas runs because I don't have Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's called the group where we pretend it's 2009, 2012, and coming actually looking at this, several of my friends are part of this group, bro. They got like. Like picture like the the commercials for like Cartoon Network at the time with or Nickelodeon and shit with like Danny Phantom and Victorious and they're just like ah oh, I love these there's a new episode of Victorious this week can't you know don't want to miss it they got a screen cap of Minecraft and they're like I'm trying out this new game have you guys played it yet I don't know if it's any good someone goes y'all I just picked up my new toothbrush I picked Hannah Montana and it's the Turbo Tunes toothbrushes the ones oh, that would play songs girl. while you brush I want kids are those still for sale I, I want to buy some. Probably on eBay, you can probably get them. I don't know if I want to um, buy that from eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get them sealed. Um, there's, bro, they got the post from Extreme Rules that year where they announced that they had uh, caught in, like, what's it, Osama bin Laden or Saddam Hussein? Yeah. Where John Cena cut that promo and just posted the video and just goes, oh my fucking God, we got him. And it's just American flags. Like, they just live in this existence. Someone did, has a, <laughs> I wish I could show you some of this shit. Um, it's like old emo alt memes like that were like sexy and like, ooh, like not like the black hair, like the little skinny pasty people Yeah, that are just like have their like fingerless gloves. Um, they got a picture of the Sony Ericsson and they're just like, guys, just got my new phone. It's got 3.2 megapixels and a gig of storage. Crazy, right? This is what I want in my life. And I needed to join it. Like, I just needed to. They got the Flappy it Birds like screen cap. like a singular tear is going to fall from your eye. It is. I love playing this game so much. It's super easy and fun to play. Have you downloaded it yet? It's called Flappy Bird, and it's new. The greatest three days of my life. <laughs> got this for my birthday, but haven't seen any episodes. Not sure it's worth get- getting into since it's already on. It's sixth season and will probably be canceled soon. And it's a box set of the sixth season of Grey's Anatomy. Like the little shit like that, it just makes me so happy. It's it's old memes that you forgot existed. Old like this guy here can't stop doing this new trend, and he's planking. Jeez, like the picture of the Jersey Shore. Just watch the first episode of this new show on MTV. Has anyone else seen this? Those were like I was in high school from that time period. I graduated in 2012. 
Yeah, I graduated. I was 2010. Yeah, I just looked at my high school graduation ring recently. I was cleaning up and I found it. It's gold. It has a tiger paw in it. But you should just, still wear it every day. <laughs> that was the last thing I Classic was ever successful 2010, at. baby. <laughs> we representing, right? Yo, 12-year reunion coming up soon? You got to wear it on um, your ring finger and everything. <laughs> it's weird when I think that June is 11 years since I've graduated high school. Jesus. It's been 11 years since I graduated from Next year will be a decade for me. Fucking hell. It's wild, isn't it? I'm you know what's even more wild? What? You know, it's, it, it, uh, that I, I think... Aw, it didn't work. Hold on. Goddamn technical difficulties. I wanted to have a nice, smooth transition where I say, you know what, Jonathan? I think... It's time for Jonathan's Cars, Featuring Thomas. <laughs> I always feel the With- Holy Spirit run through me, and then you say featuring Thomas, and it's like... <laughs> 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 oh, what's better? Featuring Thomas, or... Featuring commentary by Thomas. I think you just got to be really aggressive about it. Like, like hey, yo, it's Tom. Yo, yo, Thomas is here too. There you go. Yo, it's you. You keep hold on. Oh, you okay, gotta yeah, search yeah. yourself. Hold on. You ain't no bitch. It's time for <laughs> Jonathan's cars. Yeah, motherfucker, and I'm here too. I I'm gonna commentate on the things he says, and you gonna like it. Bam, perfect, bitch. <laughs> bitch <laughs> you gotta add the e to the word bitch that's really what drives it home you know what we really miss is i should have ad-libbed for you there <laughs> <laughs> you're like, supposed to be my hype man like bro what we're happened an amigo song yeah bump um all right Num- number five we start backwards remember number yeah. five and there's a bonus one this week after all we got the, six yeah after all the the five are read this is just a bonus one i thought oh of- okay on the spot as we were recording. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I'm here for this. All right, number do five. the hivy. <laughs> number six. Did you know it was a hot new dance move called the hivy? Um, number five. Alfred Alfred Hitchcock was known Alfred, to be Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred, is, uh, yeah. yeah, I love him. It's he his. <laughs> you knock three you, thumbs Al- and he's a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finishing the joke. I had nowhere to go with it. <laughs> Alfred Alfred Hitchcock Hitchcock was known to be terrified of eggs, which would explain the repressed homosexuality in his work. Is there repressed homosexuality in Alfred Hitchcock's work? I looked into this. Oh, my man's got the car facts. All right. All right. So in some of his works, it's just like lines he has this character says, right? Mm. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Sir, I will sucketh thy dick. In in Secret Agent, is like a Madeline Carroll to the American man in the horse wagon talking about another dude. She's like, he's fond of you. I was afraid of that. It's just, it's like, it's, it's I'm hom- fond of you. It doesn't mean I'm home. It's homoerotic. No, no, no. It's, he, they mean it it's in presented. a homoerotic way. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And it, <laughs> I'm it, afraid. She's like, I'm afraid he's a queer. Get him. Yeah. Like a, another, another line from his thing is like one of the mothers talking. Don't be silly, Joe. He's not that sort. Even if he's a bit queer, he's a gentleman. Like, what is going on? Yeah, but on? but see, my devil's advocate goes, maybe they didn't mean queer like queer community. Maybe, like, it's the 40s meaning of the word queer. I don't, like, he's off. I don't know about that, because there's so many, so many different things. Look at those birds in the sky. They're like dicks I wish were in my mouth. <laughs> number uh, Number four. Okay. 
A company named Eternal Reefs turns dead bodies into ocean reef. They oh. do so by mixing the cremated remains of the person with concrete to create a pearl, which is then encased in a reef ball and dropped into the ocean. You can learn all about it by watching the latest season of How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> First of all, funny. But second of all, you're going to live longer than me. So I'm putting this onus on you. The second I find out you're dying, I'm killing myself. No, no, no. You have to live just long enough to turn me into a reef. Yeah, but I have to spite you as well. So the second. No, I you don't have to do both. No, it's my. No, you can't. I, you can't go. You can't stop a man's dying wish. Like if I'm dying and I'm like, turn me into a reef. Well, like, you can't I call stop you. my dying wish. If I say, hey, Thomas, I no, want you to live no, and I die, I kill myself and you die. No, no. You're stopping my It's like my shotgun rules. Wish. It's shotgun rules. First person to say it wins. All right. So if so I, I call shoot you. us both with a shotgun, those are my shotgun rules. <laughs> <laughs> like if I call you and I'm like, this is going to be the conversation. Like it has to be your death conversation. Oh, oh like, no. I, I've always got you cameras can't just around call you. Now. So the second I find out you're dying and you call me, I just won't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, send but you one you of those to... auto messages. Can I call you back later? <laughs> yeah, but then you have to live forever. Because then you'll never get it for you'll never get your dying wish for me. So you have to just outlive me. And that's just torture for you. Yeah, we're just get, like I'm gonna live a long life and make sure you live a long life just to spite us both. <laughs> spite both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, you're gonna live to be 115. I swear to you. Uh, I would do that though. That sounds it's either that or like stuff me and like mount me somewhere. You know what I mean? I don't see you want me to like, stuff you though. <laughs> taxidermy me and like mount me at like a, You want me like to bass, mount you? Like at a bass pro shop. Like instead of a giant like grizzly bear at a it's bass a giant pro shop. Penis on you. It's just it's just me. Just like grr. Like in a growling position. It's just big taxidermied me. Or mummify me. So you're the grizzly bear of this relationship. Oh, 100%. I'm the bear. I'm thick, I'm hairy, and I'm sexy. I'm the... You're Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, and you're just going to gut me and sleep inside of me. (laughs) Rearrange them guts. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Imagine someone sends us a pissed-off email. I was going to watch The Revenant tomorrow, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting till... I figured I would wait until it completely died down so I would know I'd never get a spoiler. Well, I'm I like, waited the episode specifically came out... 1,326 days since it released. <laughs> the episode came out a day late. You should have watched it on Friday. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to help. We gave you a whole extra day. When it comes to The Revenant and spoiling it, we victim blame. <laughs> specifically for that. Yeah, nothing else. Anyone who's ever mad about us spoiling yeah. The Revenant, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, according to research from security firm Semantic, you're more likely to receive a computer virus going on a religious website than from going on a porn website. So next time you're trying to look up the word of God, protect yourself by watching a gangbang instead. (laughs) Also, little known fact, you're more likely to get an STD by a Catholic priest than you are a significant other. So (laughs) So true. (laughs) So true. So, you know. Do the heavy. (laughs) Do the heavy. Do the heavy. <laughs> Number two. Yeah, little Nas X better save us a seat in hell next oh, time. <laughs> We're gonna be riding the pole, bro. We all gonna be grinding gonna on be the riding devil. him. Great. <laughs> going in the morning. Uh, a New Orleans hotel offered a fifteen thousand dollars stay to whoever stole the most outrageous item from them. 
After learning about this, a man drilled a hole into the wall and inserted his penis, stealing the most valuable thing of all, the building's virginity. <laughs> the most glorious of go- glory holes. Could you imagine a st- like the staff if someone you would have you'd have to win- like you'd have to give it to them. <laughs> Like, if you walked up to them and just, like, here's a video of me drilling a hole. Like, you caught it all on camera, and you're like, I stole the building's virginity. I win, obviously. 100% that guy wins. <laughs> also, I would commend his ingenuity. It says a lot about me that I read the, like, hotel offered $15,000, and I automatically went to man drills a hole and fucks it, takes its virginity. <laughs> So that's the kind. So you got two kind of people: people who are like, "Hey, what item can I steal?" And people are like, "I'm I'm gonna fuck this building. I, I can fuck this building and get yeah. away with it." It's like they now I've got an excuse it. to fuck a building. It's about my, time. My objectophilia is just it's gonna come in clutch right now. <laughs> Again, that you know the the the, fu- the crazy part is they stayed together, had a little shed together. Do you believe yep. that? There was a another uh, thing that I was going to use a cue card, but I didn't. And it was a woman lost her her wedding ring and found it 16 years later on a carrot. And I was going to say, and the carrot and the husband went on to stay married for another 30 years. <laughs> Wait, I want that story. Yeah. How is she, that? Like- she lost it like uh, during like cooking a Christmas dinner in 1995. Okay, hold on. So this is from 27. This article is from 2017. Okay, let's scroll here. I need to. This is fascinating to me. A Canadian woman got an extra carrot with her diamond ring. Again, this that person was so proud of that joke. So proud of it. She thought when, of the headline and then went to have the best sex of her life. After. <laughs> when it was found, when it was found in her vegetable patch, thirteen years after she lost it, Mary Graham's eighty-four was devastated when she lost her ring while weeding her garden in the family farm in Alberta in 2004. First of all, if you're over the age of 60, just stay inside. You're unseemly and no one wants to see you. Jesus but a de- Christ. <laughs> or, alternative, come to my crib. I want to see you. <laughs> we'll, play, we'll play hide the ring, all right? Hide the ring piece, you know what I mean? Uh, but she had kept the ring's loss a secret from all but her son for more than a day. De- yeah, but who are you telling? Like, is your husband alive? I'm gonna assume no, because I feel like no, that's no, something... she, she, de- no, she decided not to tell her husband when she lost it. How did embarrassment. not notice? Like, you're starting, don't you? Like, she wears it every day for fifty yeah. years, and suddenly she's like, "It's that a husband of was mentally checked out of that marriage." <laughs> He's like, "I just want one of us to fucking die already. It's been fifty years." Found out she lost it. He's like, "Does this constitute as a divorce?" <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, I said I'd love you to the end of time, but like. I'm just wishing it would get here already. Uh, on Monday, her daughter-in-law discovered the secret and the ring when she pulled up a lumpy carrot. The carrot had grown straight through the ring, enabling it to be plucked after many years of hiding in the soil. After she decided not to tell her husband when she lost it out of embarrassment, she told her son. Um, she went out and bought a slightly cheaper replacement ring and carried on as if nothing happened. Okay. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. The- Bro, that's like the ultimate sitcom moment. Yeah, where like you kept something hidden from your wife, and then like wacky wacky events happen, and then she finds out you're lying, and is like, "Wow, could you lie to me, bro?" This guy has the most like hold something over your significant other ever. Too bad they were already in their eighties. Like, (laughs) oh, I would have just been like, "I'm gonna go fuck your sister now." 
because you lied about this for a decade. A decade of a lost ring equates one adultery. I, That's math. You went. I don't know why you went for the sister, but I mean, I would just imagine that it's just easiest. Like I feel like not that sisters are easy. You're really getting like, a hole for yourself right here, dog. <laughs> but like, I feel like if I was like married, like that woman knows me almost as well as my wife does, right? Like that's like, like pretty close. So I'm like, yeah, like, and it keeps it in the family, which makes it okay. The the white is really coming out of you right now. <laughs> I didn't say fuck, fuck. Can I fuck my son? Said I said I want to fuck family. <laughs> yeah, but like the the you know through marriage family, not the blood family. Like I'm not fucking that. Her sister's not my sister. Unless it's in like you know Alabama, then her sister might be my sister, and we might be husband and wife. Um, they went on one. to have a beautiful relationship. <laughs> All right, ready? Number one. Number one. The tea bag was an accidental invention. God. The man who created it didn't intend to bend down on a dead person's body that many times. Christ. All right, you ready? I saw it coming. Like, the minute you said the tea bag was an accidental invention, I'm like, he's going to say some dude put his balls on someone's face by mistake, didn't he? Go ahead. Bonus. Bonus. Right, bonus. Guard. Yesterday was a tragic death. A day. <laughs> what? I don't Yesterday, know. Okay. The entire day was death. <laughs> Yesterday was a tragic day. It marked the death of both Prince Philip and DMX, yeah. which has led to much confusion for me because all day I've been drinking tea, eating crumpets, and screaming, where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? <laughs> Those come in three. Like deaths come in threes, yeah, right? So like, does wear like the hood. Yeah, the hoods. Wear the hood. Wear the hood. Wear the hood at. You only do three of them. Um, there's wear the hoods, ho ho hoes, and death. Those yeah. are the things that always come in threes. Um, and you know my significant others always come in threes. What up? Um, but <laughs> no, not that they orgasm three times. I just have sex with three people at once. None of them come. I always finish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That that would stand but, the reason, right? Like making three women come before you come. Yeah. Hard odds. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's not in my favor. It's like the Hunger Games. Like the odds are not ever in my favor. But okay, you just here's aim so, for your favorite one and hope she gets halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my so, dad always told me. Is like, hey, son, you ever catch yourself in a fl- <laughs> after he did all those drugs? He sat me down. <laughs> he did all those drugs, and right before he abandoned me, he sat me down. And said, <laughs> If you're ever in a situation where you're going to have a foursome, you pick the prettiest one, you get a halfway there, and then you nut. <laughs> and then he left. <laughs> he jammed himself in the arm with another needle, proceeded to heavy his way out the door. And I cried. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear him shimmying his way out the door. Do the heavy. Do the heavy. <laughs> and that was a podcast. What you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Even though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. This is a podcast.